This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. I feel like, Jesse, this whole episode, the topic is actually what's saving our life. Because we're going to talk about family breakfast and how we've been doing it in the summer and the difference that it has made. We haven't been doing it the whole summer, but we switched recently and it's made such a difference. We're going to talk about that later in the show. But I do have something that has been saving my life that all my life, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm just, say that again. You're older than me, so hey, would you like hey, to talk hey. about how old you are? <laughs> I'm almost 40 years old. Not yet. I'm still 39. I have eaten a lot of avocados in my lifetime because I love avocados. But it wasn't until last week when I bought a bunch of Markdown avocados at Kroger that someone wrote in on Instagram. I'm the money saving mom on Instagram. I'd love for you to follow me there if you're not already. And said that, Crystal, did you know an easy way to get the avocado pit out is you just push it out from the back. You just kind of hold it. And it's hard for me to demonstrate here, but we will link to the video that I made trying this out. It worked so well. You just kind of just like pop it out. But that deforms the avocado. So it doesn't have that beautiful shape when you cut it up. Okay. It depends on if, if you have, if it's a really ripe avocado, then it could do that. But this wasn't a really ripe avocado. It gets deformed anyway with me trying to jab the knife in there and turn it around and almost cut my hand. No, no, no. 
the that's the pit that gets deformed. I'm talking about the meat of the avocado. Oh no, you you don't see my avocados once I Ooh. finally get the pit out. You know, people are just like, oh, just stick the knife in there and twist it, and it comes right out. I'm like, no, I'm sitting there whacking it over the sink <laughs> and trying to get the pit out, and it's just a mess. And I even ended up at urgent care a few years ago from trying to get the pit out of an avocado and my the knife sliced and sliced into my hand and I had this deep, deep cut. Had to get a tetanus shot. Did, like did it bleed? Like was there blood like everywhere? Okay, we're not gonna it? we're not gonna talk about that. Although I have spent trying to more, make you faint during the I've spent more time at the hospital and around a lot of medical things. And so it seems like my stomach ability to handle things that used to would have made me feel like passing out. It's actually increased, but we're not going to test. Let's we, 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 test that. We'll test it sometime. Anyway, this avocado trick, if you are like me, you love avocados and you have issues with the pit and knives and trying to get the pit out, I recommend this. And so I will link in the show notes to the video that I did. It's brilliant. And it's saving my life. And I have used it over and over and over again this last week. And every time, it just makes me feel like this genius. <laughs> we also had something exciting happen this week. And that is, Caitlin got a job. Yep. So now, Jesse, do you realize, have you stopped to think about the fact that we have two high schoolers who are employed? Is that rare? What was that? No, but like we were just talking about being so old. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, it's just weird when you stop and you're like, Yeah. I have had multiple messages from people telling me recently that they have been reading my blog since Caitlin was a baby. And because I live blogged her birth, I was uh -huh. blogging very actively when she was born. Well, you know, when I was in that pregnancy and after her birth and everything. And it's just weird to think 14 years, but she now has a job. She is a highly, highly motivated child when it comes to she many is. things. And so she turned 14 just a few weeks ago and she kind of got on the ball of researching because she has been wanting to get a job ever since she was probably 12, would you say? Oh yeah. She's, and she's been creating, trying to create her own businesses and all and been frustrated and uh. so she researched and she found some local places that hire 14 year olds and she sent in her applications and she got an interview and she got the job and yep. it's a perfect it's a retail store and it's just a perfect 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 fit for her and i'm just i'm just excited and grateful and you said she didn't even tell me this but that she had prayed specifically she prayed, yeah that she would find something for a fourteen-year-old, and this perfect this job, was the first thing that popped up, came up for her. So we're excited about that for her. Jesse, you said you don't have a book update this week, correct? But I have a book update, and that is I've been listening to the Warsaw Orphan, and I know I feel like every week I'm bringing a World War II book, but I guess I'm just stuck in that genre right now. Genre. 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 <laughs> I was like, I was like, after I said that word, I was like, something didn't sound right. Do you ever do that? <laughs> yeah. like, genre. All the, all the time. Genre. I 
just feel like I'm kind of stuck in a rut, but it's a good rut because I am learning so much. But this is called The Warsaw Orphan. It is by Kelly Rimmer. And I I didn't even realize this. I knew I'd read another book by her, but I didn't realize that this book actually had some of the same characters. And so it's telling the story from a different character's viewpoint. And so I didn't even same realize- Same story? Not the same story, but it's like- um. In World War, in one book, she told it's um, her book was the things we cannot say. I think is what the title is, and she tells this woman's story and this couple's story, and then there are some people that are kind of mentioned that were family members, Mm -hmm. but they were kind of left back. Like so, this this book then tells their story. So it's just kind of it almost is backstory or side story, I guess. Yeah. So. It is um, very well narrated, and there are some parts that I kind of am like, eh, that that's a little impossible or uh-huh. a little far-fetched, which a lot of times I feel like novels are. But it's the story of someone who lived in the Jewish ghetto during, you know, when everybody was basically walled in and what mm-hmm. it was like to live in the ghetto and and just really to walk in their shoes and think what that would be like. So it's a really I've just I've enjoyed the story and also it is my second book to listen to on Hoopla. We talked on the podcast about um do you remember the woman with the blue star book that I that Libby bumped me yes. off of the app and I had just, I don't know, 36 minutes left or something. Well, someone wrote in and they're like, Crystal, it's on Hoopla. And I know what you're going to say right now. <laughs> I don't see what's all the Hoopla about Hoopla. Was that right? Took the words right out of my mouth. I've <laughs> been married to you for 18 and a half years. Anyway, so she was explaining to me, like we talked about on the podcast Last week, I believe it was how Hoopla gives you six books, but you can get right. them immediately, six books per month. So she kept kind of nudging me and I was busy and I was like, I need to look into it. And so she wrote me, I think it was a week ago again. And she said, did you check out, did you get Hoopla downloaded and mm-hmm. did you check it out? And so that was the motivation that I needed to finally do it. It was so easy to sign up for it. And then, yeah, automatically, then I could instantly get access to these books my question for you is this was it worth the wait what do you mean the last part of that book um actually the book didn't turn out how i thought it would Mm. so it surprised me okay and i was glad i was very glad that i listened to it so but then it was kind of one of those endings where you're sort of like "Eh, i don't really like what the author did with that should have taken my idea what was your idea not your idea, the what you, how you thought that it was going to end. You mean just and just and pretending so, like that was it? Yeah, instead of how, I how it ended. I hadn't really thought through how it was going to end. Oh, okay. It just was different than I expected. So it was kind of like the author took some nuances and changed. You thought when, as she was telling the story, you thought that it was this character mm-hmm. as it went on. And then you find out at the end of the book... It wasn't, oh, I should, I'm, I'm giving away a thing, but <laughs> like you find out in this Spoiler one part, alert. yes, that it was a different character. And, and that's when you read a book. I remember one book that I read or listened to or read where since you're not seeing it, mm-hmm. they can like wordsmith it. So you think it's this one person and then it yes. flips and you realize, oh, this whole time I 
they made me think it was this person. And yeah. It's actually not them at all because it's just written word and you imagine it in your head. Yeah, so, I was listening to a Jack Carr interview here the other day and he was talking about doing the same thing in one of his earlier books and, you know, thinking the whole time that he was writing it and fretting that he gave away too much because in his mind, he knew what the end result was and he's just putting these nuggets here and there throughout the book and you think ah, I, I gave away too much to the ending and yet nobody that read it figured it out because he was the only one that knew the end so well i know that just with blogging a lot of times i will skip over really important mm-hmm. details because it's so obvious in my head i i know the whole story but someone else is like wait hold up what it's just like how i will put a recipe on the internet and not put certain ingredients because you're just you never follow recipes anyway. Okay. You just skip those ingredients. We have, anyway, so back to, back from that rabbit trail, it was the Warsaw Orphan and it is on Hoopla. I haven't checked to see if it was on Libby, um, but it's by Kelly Rimmer. And I think I have a few hours left, so we'll see. I'm kind of, I feel like the story is almost coming to an end. So I'm very confused why there are a few hours left. So there's something that's <laughs> either there's, it's really wordy at the end and just a lot of fluff or there's something else that's going to happen and it's going to catch me by surprise. Speaking of, we have some reader, reader, we have some listener mail. We've been getting quite a bit of response and I wanted to share a few of them. And this one goes right along with that. Jenny wrote in and said, did you know the Libby app is based on what your local library has to offer? Just so you know, when you say it's available on Libby, it might not be for people with smaller libraries. Just wanted to share. And so that was a good tip that I often say, I listen to it on Libby and Mm -hmm. not all Libby is created the same because it's connected to your local library. And I knew this But I think it's one of those things that so often people will tell me, yeah, I was able to find it on Libby. And so I think it's more if you have a small library. But Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear from people, have you tried to find a book that I said I listened to on Libby and not been able to find it? Um, How does your Libby compare to my Libby? That would be kind of interesting. Okay, we have another message that I have to read to you, Jesse. This uh, looks interesting because of your facial expressions. Okay. This is from Love and Fall on Instagram. So I didn't know what her name is, but she said, I'm listening to your podcast and laughing as you talk about all the bruises Jesse has from jujitsu. I've been training jujitsu, karate, and Muay Thai. Did I pronounce What did I pronounce it? How's that going? M- um, M-U-A-Y. Muay Thai. Okay. Muay Thai. That's a lot of striking. I'm I'm impressed. Anyway, for over three years. Kicking. I generally have a variety of bruises at any given point in time. I've gotten two black eyes, but not in a long time. So Jesse's face won't always look like he was in a street fight, but he will always... But he will be a bit bruised most of the time. I'm proud of those bruises. Summertime is when I have to explain that finger marks... Summertime is when I have to explain that finger marks on my th- arms and thighs are not from abuse. Like Jesse said, you should see the other guy. Yep. That's impressive. Stick with it. And then we have another message that came in 
from, I'm not sure the name on this. It's another person on Instagram listening to your podcast and can so relate. This was about the hotel experience. We had a similar experience, sans the broken window in Nashville, Tennessee, which I feel Mm. terrible that they had a bad experience in Nashville. We booked the hotel before leaving home. Like you, I was grateful my husband had assisted in the hotel hunt. So it wasn't just my fault. (laughs) We stayed one night and checked out the next morning. We used it as an opportunity to show our kids how to get out of uncomfortable situations. Just walk away. We didn't make a big deal with the hotel tell staff, just told them there had been a change of plans. Also, thanks for the helpful hint on Gmail app to hold a message to bring up the delete option. So as always, we love your feedback. We love hearing from you. We learn tips and, you know, like we were talking about, sometimes maybe we share a story that we don't fill in all the blanks and because we know the whole story together. And so if you ever have questions or you ever feel like, you need to add in extra blanks like the Libby app tip that someone wrote in. Um, please let us know. We love to hear from you. Either send me a message on Instagram. I'm the money saving mom on Instagram or email crystal at money saving mom.com. We are so grateful to Annie's for being the sponsor for this week. Again, Jesse, You know that I love doing the Annie's Creative Girls kits, and we talked about those last week. And Annie's has so many subscriptions for a variety of people in your home. No matter kind of what craft you like, Annie's probably has a subscription for you. But today, I wanted to talk about their boys' subscription. So they have this young... Well, actually, I said boys. It comes in a blue envelope, so... (laughs) I probably shouldn't. It's not gender specific. This one is just the Young Woodworkers Kit Club. So if you have girls who like to work with wood, they can have at this as well. So it's the Young Woodworkers Kit Club. It's a monthly subscription that sends kids real hammer and nails construction kits. So for some of you moms, you're like, yes. And some of you are like, "Uh, I'm not sure if my kid is ready for that. But So make sure that your child can use a hammer and nails or you're going to be doing it with them. And make sure they use them on the kit, not the walls. Yes, that's a a good tip there. They even include real tools starting with a kid-sized hammer. Each kit has pre-cut and pre-drilled wood so your kids can build complete kits with minimal supervision and be proud of every project. And Silas has done one of these kits and he really, really enjoyed it. And I think it's it's kind of a nice a challenge, at least for him, he hadn't done things, worked with wood much. And so it was fun because it was all there, everything that he needed to be able to do it and the instructions. And I just gave it to him and let him kind of learn also how to read instructions and he had to figure some things out. And so if you are looking for something to keep your, let's not say young kids, (laughs) your young woodworkers busy over the summer and creating check out the Young Woodworkers Kit Club. You can go to annieskitclubs.com forward slash crystal, and you're going to save 75% off your first month. So that's annieskitclubs.com forward slash crystal. And if you need to use a coupon code to get the 75% off, it should just pop up and offer you 75% off. But if it doesn't, use coupon code crystal at checkout, and that will for sure guarantee that you get 75% off your first month. So that's annieskitclubs.com forward slash crystal. All right. So family breakfast. Jesse. Do you remember 
when we first got the idea of doing this, because I looked back on my blog, I had written a blog post a number of years ago. We had started this because our kids had activities in the evenings. Catherine was doing mm-hmm. summer, summer. Catherine was doing swimming. My brain and my mouth are not working together very well today. It should be interesting. <laughs> Catherine was doing swimming and Silas was doing baseball. And so I think we had at least four nights a week where there Mm -hmm. were activities. And so we had been pretty consistent about doing family dinners up until then the kids got older and it was just not working out. And so we said, well, we want to sit around the table. We want to sit together and do this, but is there another creative option that we can come up with? And so we thought, well, in the mornings at that point, you know, we both work from home we're homeschooling. And so doing family breakfast and making it kind of more of a slow, leisurely start to our day worked out really, really well. And we did them a little bit more, I would say, what's the word? Um, Not elaborate, but we spent more time Mm -hmm. um, because we only had three older kids at that point and they could all sit at the table and stay quiet. Speaking Speaking of of which, (laughs) on cue, there's Kirsten. We had a different Bible study that we were doing and some reading Mm -hmm. that we were doing together, and we would just sit around the table. And so typically, I think we were there for 45 minutes to an hour, which at this point in our life is just, that's not the season for us to be able to do that in the morning. But we realized that we weren't sitting around the table in the evenings very often at all, and we wanted to make that a priority. And so... You and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, well, what about family breakfast? And we actually then brought it to the kids. We called a family meeting and we said, we just feel like we're kind of all going in every different direction and we're not having a lot of time just all together as a family. And we want to make sure that that's a priority in our home. And we asked the kids for suggestions and ideas and they even though we had already come up with the idea, they, mm-hmm. we didn't say anything about it. And then they said, well, we could get up earlier and we could do breakfast together as family. Mm-hmm. And so it's really great when your kids come up with the ideas mm-hmm. versus you just saying, because I honestly thought about just approaching it like, okay, here's what we're changing. And that never goes never over well. Yep. And so to have a family meeting, to let everybody kind of speak into it. And there were some other things we were talking about as well, but that was one of the topics of the family meeting. And so they all said, yeah, we will get up by 730. And Jesse, you and Caitlin need to be out the door every day, a little before eight o'clock or right around eight o'clock to go to ice skating. And so we thought we can have 30 minutes and it's not a perfect 30 minutes every day. But it's that intentionality of us all being mm-hmm. together to start the day off. And some days we spend time talking and reading. Sometimes it's more like we just kind of, you know, we're all in the same room together and we're just kind of laughing and mm-hmm. being together. But it's it's been such a good new cadence for our days. And the other thing that I've noticed is it feels like we're getting so much more done in the morning. Because I think that we weren't, we were just, I don't know. The, yeah, it adds structure. Yeah. It's just something about starting with that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they said, good habits build good habits. Mm-hmm. And when you do one good habit, it it kind of motivates you to do one more. It's like make your bed in the morning and then that's yep. going to start your day get, well. Get dressed. Yep. 
And it has really felt like that because I feel like the house is staying cleaner because after breakfast, then I'm like, oh, well, I want to get the kitchen cleaned up. Mm -hmm. And then once the kitchen's cleaned up, I'm like, well, I want to make sure the bedroom's clean. And so then I make the bed and, and then it's like, oh, I should cook something for dinner early while I'm thinking of it. And it just felt like there's more breathing room and a lot more just together time to start the day. And the other thing that I'm noticing, I don't know if you've noticed this, Jesse, but then it's like some of the other meals throughout the week, we're all kind of just naturally gravitating towards eating them together at the table table because we started the day with that. And that's just been really great. Mm -hmm. And so we're not here saying, here's the 10 steps to have a great family breakfast and here's what it should look like, but just challenging you if something's not working in your home or there's something you want to implement or change, one, calling a family meeting and just sharing the problem and having everyone go around and share their solution ideas could be mm-hmm. a really beneficial thing and getting all on the same page, but making sure that everyone gets to speak into the problem with their ideas for a solution. But then also, you know, if family dinners, are not working for you, what's a, is there a creative solution? Mm-hmm. And what about trying something like family breakfast or family lunches or, you know, get creative, think outside the box. What would work for your family in this season? And then just try it because it never hurts to try. Don't set this huge expectation that it's going to be amazing. And I can promise you, no day has looked perfect. And there's been some crying. There's been some messes. There's been the breakfast that I was going to make didn't get done early enough. But it's also just encouraged me to pull out some of those old recipes that mm-hmm. I used to make yep. all the time. Like I made baked oatmeal and this morning. We had eggs and avocado. Avocado. I used my trick for getting the pit out this morning. And um, tomatoes, and and we're going to do French toast and sausage, and we did waffles and bacon, and so just keeping it simple, but just making that time to start our day intentionally, prioritizing family time, even if it's just eight or fifteen minutes, yep. it's made such a difference in our day, and we just wanted to share that because it's something that could go along with saving our life, mm-hmm. but just making our lives better. So we'd love to hear from you. What works in your home when it comes to mealtimes? Do you have any tips or strategies? Um, What are your favorite breakfast ideas? And I was thinking ideas for kickstarting a schedule, you know, like making your bed, like getting up and getting dressed. What's your kickstarter? Yeah. What's that one habit that kind of helps kickstart good habits in the day? And just, you know, how can you prioritize more of that? because it really does make such a difference. So thanks for joining us today. We will be back next week. Hopefully we have a trip planned, but I think we're going to be able to fit a podcast episode in next week. So have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.